0: Welcome to Addiction Audio, the podcast from the journal Addiction. In this episode, I'm talking to Professor Robert West about the recent reports of deaths from e-cigarette use in the USA. Robert, do you want to just sort of briefly summarise what's been going on?
1: There have been a number of reports, first of all, of acute respiratory uh, symptoms arising apparently from vaping in the States. They've been called vaping illnesses. Then that was followed by one death and then a number of other deaths. And they were pretty well immediately as far as the public health community or part of the public health community in the United States was concerned linked with vaping. I mean, they were called vaping deaths, which is sort of a bit of a giveaway. Now, as far as I know, just in the last uh, week or so, uh, there hasn't been uh, any uh, extension of this. I mean, more uh, of these cases, and they do appear to have been limited to uh, the United States. And uh, the cluster was particularly in one part of the United States.
0: Now for a long time we've been saying or people have been saying about e-cigarettes that it's going to take a while to see whether there's a long-term risk from using e-cigarettes. But this isn't quite that issue, is not is it? This seems to be acute deaths from, not intoxication in the same way that you get intoxication deaths from something like heroin or MDMA, but deaths related to a specific incidence of use rather than long-term use building up a problem.
1: That does seem to be the case that um, these are acute Uh, respiratory illnesses uh, which appear, and it's still early days, you know, the the investigations have to be completed, but they appear to be related to inhalation of some chemicals uh, which are causing uh, problems. And one of them that's being talked about is this thing called lipid pneumonia, lipid pneumonia, which is, uh, I, I guess, a way of putting it is if you inhale oils or fatty substances into the lungs then it causes uh, a reaction in the lungs which is rather like what you would see if you had pneumonia and that can cause respiratory failure. So that seems to be where uh, people are going now in terms of understanding what's going on. What I think has been fascinating about the reaction to this on the part of the public health community is that uh, what it has done is to cement even more in a more fixed way people's prior conceptions about the harms or otherwise of e-cigarettes rather than people having a good look at this and, and actually treating it like you would any other epidemiological potential outbreak, people have jumped to conclusions one way or another. So on the one hand, you have um, health bodies such as the Centers for Disease Control in the United States appearing in its messaging To be attributing this to vaping generally as an issue, they haven't made any particular distinction between uh, vaping of a kind that might cause this problem um, and vaping more generally and e-cigarette use. Other uh, bodies uh, have looked at it more carefully and said, "Well, hang on a minute. If that were the case, then we would have seen it before." Uh, And so, and and that's that's just really basic epidemiology, you know, sort of you'd be taught in the first week of any undergraduate degree. But what it reflects, I think, is the fact that people have started out prior to this waiting for something to happen. And and once something happens, they jump on it and say, there you are, I told you so.
0: Okay, so let's actually think about the evidence that we have around these cases. Well, do we have any evidence around these cases? Is there anything that links all of these people falling ill or all of these deaths? What kind of e-cigarettes were using? What liquids were they using? Do we know much about that?
1: We know something from what's come out in a couple of articles in medical journals and obviously what the CDC and the Food and Drug Administration are saying, Uh, but I think it would be fair to say that we have very far from a complete picture of what's going on. Uh, What does seem to be the case is that uh, at least in a large majority of these cases, the people who concerned were uh, vaping THC oil, which has to be prepared in a particular way in order to remove uh, the oil, <laughs> if you like. And one of the chemicals that is used as a thickening agent in this oil to create the liquid that you then go on to heat up and vape is uh, vitamin E acetate. Now that is, I think it would be fair to say that you know it's known that, that if you inhale this substance, it's going to be damaging to the lungs. You know, it's not the sort of thing that you would put in a commercially available, properly regulated uh, e-cigarette or vaping product.
0: So does this then suggest that potentially the products that people are using and then falling ill are illicit products, unregulated products?
1: I think they would have to be unregulated, whether they're homemade or whether they've been bought from a supplier that doesn't uh, particularly adhere to the normal uh, regulatory and, and, and product standards, uh, I think is unclear. But th- these wouldn't be products that would fall normally within the, the standard regulation, whether it's in the UK or the US.
0: So can we touch back on the responses to this outbreak, I suppose you would call it. Um, We've talked a bit about what the CDC and the FDA have said. I suppose there's an argument that in the USA, particularly in the regions where these deaths are occurring or these illnesses are occurring, it's very important to Publicize, take action and comment on it, I suppose. What do you think uh, about the responses, both there and also thinking about the responses that have happened elsewhere in the world?
1: I think that, as I said earlier, that they've reflected people's priors. In fact, I think there's a a real problem here, to be quite honest. I think that uh, we absolutely need public health scientists and epidemiologists and, and public health authorities to respond to any potential epidemic or something which could hurt public health using their own agreed standard procedures, which is you identify what you think might be an outbreak of something and then you treat it very seriously and you immediately and urgently start to look at what the possible cause might be. What you don't do is jump to conclusions around um, general causes, especially when those look improbable, when it comes to the nature of the disease in terms of its timing and its geographical location. And the other thing, I think, where the, some of the authorities have been, one might go so far as to say negligent in their duties is in the language that they've used. Because the public and uh, policymakers, they're not steeped in this. This is not what they normally deal with. And therefore, they rely on us to be precise in our language. So if a, a public health authority says vaping is killing people, When what they actually mean is that there have been specific instances of vaping deaths arising from specific, potentially specific ways in which the vaping has been undertaken. That's wrong. You shouldn't do that. Uh, And it wouldn't matter if it were the case that uh, vaping uh, was something which people were just doing as a sort of recreation just for the fun of it. But we know from country, you know, evidence in countries like the United States and, uh, and the UK for example where vaping is quite prevalent, that the vast majority of people who vape are not doing it just because they like it or for fun, they're doing it actually to try to save their lives, either to stop smoking, and in some cases the evidence is indicating that, they're, that this is helping them, um, or to reduce their exposure to cigarettes, uh, cigarette smoke and toxins, which I think is a more debatable issue if you, if you vape and uh, smoke at the same time. Our evidence, for example, is not showing a particular benefit. But this is, not, this is not a trivial matter. Lives are at stake, and therefore public health authorities absolutely need to get their act together.
0: So if someone is listening to this and they're an e-cigarette user and they are alarmed by these deaths, as you would be, um, and looking for advice, what, in your opinion, is the what's the best message that we could be giving these people at this moment?
1: Well, first of all, I would say to any e-cigarette user who has never smoked, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, this makes absolutely no sense. Nicotine is, is not uh, a, a uh, it's not even a dr- drug that makes you feel fantastic, you know. It's not, but uh, it, it, you know, vaping is not good for you. So why why would you do it? So so that's a message we can all agree on on all sides of the debate. If you've never smoked, why vape? That makes no sense. But that, that's very few people in in certainly in our culture. If you're someone who has stopped smoking with the aid of an e-cigarette and that e-cigarette is still something that you feel that you're relying on in order to save you from going back to smoking, then it makes perfectly perfectly good sense to carry on using the e-cigarette, which in countries such as the UK, for example, are regulated products, and we don't have a big black market of the kind that um, maybe is, is an issue here. You'd have to do whatever you can to avoid going back to smoking, and if that means continue to use an e-cigarette, that's absolutely what it has to be. If you're someone who is using any cigarette, you've been using it for many years. You're not you're not really sure whether it's something that uh, is helping, or uh, and you and you think, well, actually, you know, maybe I could maybe I could not. Then just bear in mind that quite apart from the acute effects that you're seeing uh, in those cases, which I don't think in my opinion, are going to affect someone who is using a standard regulated product. But that doesn't mean to say that you know they're completely safe, and inhaling anything other than fresh air into your lungs is not really a good idea. So you might want to consider seeing what you can do, but bearing in mind that the key thing here is to avoid going back to smoking.
0: And for people who want to use or want to vape THC?
1: Um, <laughs>
0: it's bit, I know it's a bit more of a tricky question.
1: <laughs> well... In the UK, we haven't had any instances like this. And if you look at the practices within the UK for vaping THC, they're very different. If you're going to vape with THC, I mean, it just makes really good sense to prepare whatever it is that you're going to vape in a way that's not going to put you at risk if you get it wrong. And uh, so as my understanding is, uh, you, you know better than I do, but that a lot of the vaping of THC is actually of dry cannabis products it's is sort that, of
0: heat right. not burn rather than dissolved into a liquid
1: right. yeah okay as so far as I understand it yeah, as well yeah. but
0: again where there's less regulation there's less detail about practices and things like that
1: yeah I think the key here really is is to make sure you're very very clear what it is you're inhaling into your lungs to be aware that uh, there may be an issue if you're inhaling something which hasn't been prepared in a way that gets the oils out of it
0: And if you're worried at all, seek medical help as soon as possible.
1: Always good advice.
0: And I think that's probably a good place to wrap it up. So, um, Robert West, thank you very much.
1: Thank you.